Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And rise and shine, boys and girls. Time to get out there. And, uh, you know, don't put away those fishing rods because you're going to hear some really good fishing reports this morning. But it's time to get out those shotguns, rifles, black powder, muzzle loaders, all the other primitive weapons, bows. Hunting seasons are upon us. And I got to tell you, it's opening day. Louisiana coastal and west zones for ducks. And we've also got a special youth hunt today for the east zone. And veterans only tomorrow for the East Zone. So duck season is here. Uh, we're going to get some live reports from some of our field reporters and kind of listen in what's going on out there. Also, if you're duck hunting this morning, take your uh, cellular device with you and please text us and let us know what you're seeing, where you are, who you are at 504-260-1870. And in keeping with the way 2020 is going, <laughs> some really bad news from Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries flyover survey this week this was the worst ever ever and when i say ever this goes back to 1969 when they first started doing flyover counts it's the worst count of waterfowl in louisiana in november in 52 years i'm hoping they're wrong but i don't think they are and maybe this will change. We've got a little front coming. We need some cold weather and some other things to help get those birds in Louisiana. Anyway, you're going to hear me talk a lot this morning about South Dakota pheasant hunting. Just got back last night from our Cajun invasion, our annual trip to Bad River birds and bucks. And we got some friends we've made up in South Dakota. What a habitat culture change to, to leave Louisiana and show up in South Dakota. Uh, we had three great hunts uh, for pheasants. We had several people uh, that, that made the trip with us. It was beautiful. Martha Spencer, a co-host for Bayou Wild TV, and Chris LeCock did an excellent job. In fact, he even popped a couple pheasants himself. Well, last day we had plenty of good footage, and you're going to see some of that on our Facebook page if you go to Bayou Wild TV and also an upcoming episode. It was pretty chilly up there, i got to tell you. One day the uh, morning temperature was, with the wind chill, 9 degrees. But as one guy tells me, it's a dry cold. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, check all that out. We also have our uh, Coastal Marine forecast coming up for you. And let me take a look at what you got today. If you're headed out east winds, offshore 10 to 15, about 2 to 4 foot, going to be a little bumpy out there, but definitely fishable. On the interior, lakes and bays, southeast winds 5 to 10 with a light chop. Tomorrow, got a little 20% rain as a little frontal system appears to be moving in. Winds will switch from southeast to south and eventually become west and northwest. 5 to 10, 1 to 2 foot seas is all they're calling for offshore. I'm not sure about that. West and northwest winds on the interior lakes and bays, 5 to 10 knots and a light chop. Good tide, a lot of water rolling, 1.1. Mississippi River continues to fall. That's at 5.2. Here are your shooting times, 30 minutes before sunrise. If you're hunting uh, in these general areas of New Orleans, 5.54, you can get started. These are 30 minutes before legal sunrise. If you're north of or south, actually, because it's the coastal zone of Baton Rouge, 
6 o'clock straight up. Lafayette is 603, and on the west side, 608 in Lake Charles. And we'll be talking to people in those areas and hopefully getting some good reports. I'll read the flyover survey to you, but uh, believe it, it's one of those read it and weep. Don't forget, participate in the program. You can do it by texting me, 504-260-1870. comes directly into the studio. Unfortunately, you can't send me any pictures. It's strictly text. But we'd love to hear from you, who you are, where you are, and what you got going on a Saturday morning. And we'll be back to kick it off with a special guest field reporter from Shell Beach. You may recall when you hear his voice. We're back with that and a whole lot more. It's two-hour journey into the great outdoors on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, boy, I got the text rolling in. I guess this is going to be a busy morning because everything is going on. We got good inside fishing. Uh, it's fishable outside. We got duck season opening up. Deer seasons in most areas is open. So there's a lot of hustle and bustling going on around the area, and a lot of people tuned in this morning. Well, while we're waiting for our first field report for fishing, let me get to you, duck hunters. I'm going to get a hold of you before you get out to the blind. Be ready. Maybe lower your expectations today. I, I hope I'm wrong on this. But the 855,000 ducks that they estimated on the flyover survey for November is the lowest since it began in 1969. Back in 2008, it was pretty low, but it was still 100,000 more than what they counted this month. Uh, 2013 was a low year and also 2019, but it is less than half, less than half of the most recent five-year and long-term averages, which is 2 million birds. So if an average is 2 million we're at 855. Not good. There are a few bright spots, and even those bright spots are kind of dim. Now, over in southwest Louisiana, where we've been talking to Kirk Stancil at Hackberry Rod and Gun, he said he had some ducks over there. Now, that, according to the flyover, was the only notable concentration of ducks, and it was mostly uh, scarp or doe grease in the flooded fields north of Intercoastal City and some gadwalls in the Paul Rainey State Wildlife Refuge and another concentration near Black Lake, west of Hackberry, which is, is Kirk's area. So we hopefully hear from him, and they may be one of the rare exceptions that get a good hunt in. Southeast Louisiana, horrible. The estimate is less than half of the most recent 10-year average. I'm talking an average year is 635,000 total ducks. This year, 316,000. Uh, Catahoula Lake, where I and the Bayou Wild TV team are scheduled for a hunt next week, uh, not this coming week, but the week after, because that is the E zone. They are at 10% of the most recent average. Uh, we're talking 12,000 birds when they normally average 117,000. That's not a, a high number. That is an average number. So things are not looking good there. Of course, waterfowl have wings. They fly north to south, east to west, and bounce around. So things could change, but it is not looking good for Louisiana at this point. The largest concentrations of ducks were in some flooded fields in Bunky and the Bonita Mer Rouge areas, which is kind of north Louisiana, also Delta Farms, which is a little east of Catahoula. Uh, geese concentrations, the best ones were seen in that Bonita Mer Rouge, and that accounted for nearly two-thirds of the total geese that were counted in the entire survey. Uh, pretty slim pickings. Uh, you know, on days like this, I know it's not all about the numbers, it's the experience of the hunt, getting out there, watching the sunrise, watching birds work to your calls and decoys. And, of course, if you got a retriever, watching your dog work. But uh, it could be tough. So go out there with low expectations. Don't expect to get a limit. If you get one, that's fantastic. But uh, have a good time and remember why you're out there. It's not to collect groceries. It's a sport. Uh, speaking of sports, boy, I'll tell you, our South Dakota trip was uh, really good this year. South Dakota 
had an excellent, I'm talking a excellent hunt, a hatch of pheasants. Uh, the six years I've been going up there, this was the most birds I've seen. Uh, last year, the, the rooster, the hen count was, was pretty good. This year, it was almost equal. But, boy, there were just so many birds, and uh, we came home with some nice pheasants. And you're going to get to see all of that. We've got some videos, some little sneak previews up on our Bayou Wild TV Facebook page if you want to see that. Uh, pretty chilly, uh, but, you know, we had some a little bit of snow one night. Uh, not enough to really hamper things, but it got down to 9 degrees on a chill factor one morning. And, you know, when you're doing those pushes, as they call them, you got different positions. you got the people that handle the dogs. And we had plenty of dogs. One day we had more dogs than hunters. We had Labrador Retrievers, which are great flushing dogs, and, of course, Retrievers. And then we also had three German Shorthair Pointers, uh, Briley, Dixie, and Chance. And uh, they did a great job of pointing the birds, locking up on them, and also did some retrieving. But you have drivers or walkers who follow the dogs through uh, an area that you designate as your push. It could be a row of cedars. It might be a cattail stand. It could be a, a cornfield with milo on the edges. And then you have, if you have enough people, you put flankers on the edges to, to keep the birds from kicking out to the side. And at the very end, you put what is called a blocker. And the, the concept is you're going to get some shots and some birds will pitch out, but a lot of them are going to run ahead of the dogs. And they meet up with the blockers. So at the end of the push, you've kind of got this circle of fire, and everybody wanted to walk. A lot of times, people are not crazy because you put a lot. I think we walked. Uh, one one guy had a, one of the phenomena on Blake, my son-in-law, and he he said he walked nine miles one day, and the dogs probably triple that. But anyway, uh, everybody wanted to walk. Nobody wanted to block because you're standing there and you're not moving. As long as you're walking and you're moving, you. You stay warm, and uh, they put me on. They <laughs> they jumped out and beat me to walking, and I ended up blocking on several of the pushes. I did some of the other stuff too, but boy, I really got into a nice flurry there. And my daughter and I shot four pheasants in two minutes, and you can see that on our Facebook page. It's pretty exciting stuff. Great people up there, beautiful scenery. Uh, you don't see very many people up there, and I got to tell you, I was up there for a whole week. Didn't watch one single newscast. Uh, didn't watch any television, actually. There's so much to do up there. A lot of fun and boy, some great people. We actually had a, a young lady, 14 years old, Savannah Hendrickson, and we have a feature with her. Uh, she went up uh, to the governor, into the State Department, and, and, and pleaded for extended youth hunting in South Dakota. And guess what? She got it. She's a good little hunter. Her and her mom and dad came with us on one day, and you'll get to meet them on Bayou Wild TV. All right, we come back after this. We'll get to some of your text messages and also some more fishing reports. It's all right here where you listen to us every Saturday morning, hopefully, 504-260-1870. You can text us. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, the big boss likes to challenge all you bass fishermen, us bass fishermen. Jeff Brule uh, takes them on every week almost. Jeff, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Don. Well, let's start off in Venice because I think that's where we got the most to talk about. But I do want to caution people. We're into the duck season now. So every year from November 7th to January 24th down on that Delta Refuge, if you go down that far, uh, you cannot fish between Main Pass and Raphael Passes. But you can fish northwest of that area if you go afternoon because the waterfowl hunting ends at noon. But anyway, that's uh, the situation on Delta Refuge. What did you guys find out? You went with a, a couple of Massons down there. How'd y'all do? Yeah, I went with Todd and Joe. And Joe, we've been trying to get him down there for 
almost three years. Uh, it's kind of been a funny story because every time we planned something, like this year was like four hurricanes, and last year the river came up. The year before that was kind of the same story. But it didn't disappoint him. We uh, started out around Baptiste Collette, and the bass are still on the main passes. But uh, we caught fish. Uh, it was unbelievable how many fish we caught and how quick we caught them. He, uh, Joe kind of exceeded his expectation of what Venice fishing really is. You, you hear a lot about it, about, oh, you're going to catch this many and that kind and all this. And, yeah, it kind of like fisherman stories, you know, kind of gets hard to believe sometimes. But, you know, we just threw uh, some – they threw matrix craws, throwing sugar craws. Uh, black neon was probably the best color to match the black and red crawfish the bass were stuck with. Um, they did catch some on some orange and pumpkin color uh, later in the day. And we're just pegging weights, three-and-a-half to half-ounce weights just around the canes, and then we'd use maybe a bigger weight. Um, up in the mats, if we could find any kind of floating mats, that's usually where the bigger fish were, the nicer fish. But uh, be careful, because uh, Joe caught the biggest fish of his life. It was about a 40 or 50-pound blue cat, and it just hit one of his plastic baits, and it was about a 20-minute battle to get the fish in. And it was funny watching, trying to watch him and Ty trying to curl the fish up to get a picture with it. They couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hardly get it up off the deck. It was so big. I tell you what, that was, I saw the picture. That's a monster cat. Um, what kind of rig was he using, like, fishing bass to land that, that big fish? Yeah, he's just using a regular, like a seven and a quarter or so uh, medium heavy bass rod, you know, for worms and stuff. And had, I think he had 20 pound fluorocarbon on it. And it just hit right up next to one of those uh, willow trees. And the battle was on. At first, we didn't really know what it was. It was kind of suspected, you know, because every once in a while you'll go down there, you will catch some nice catfish flipping. They, you know, if you hit one pretty close to them, I guess, they, they eat whatever comes by. But uh, they're good to eat. Even that size, you can kind of skin them down and get the fat and the bloodline off of them and uh, fry them up, and they're, they're delicious. Yeah, you know, Ryan Lambert told me a, a neat trick about those big cats like that. What you do is you take it and freeze it. And then use a, a a meat saw or a meat cutter, you know, like a, like they use in a grocery store. If you know somebody that's got one of those, and slice it off real thin, and it's really good stuff. Well, you don't flip those in the boat, that's for sure. Well, Jeff, tell me about some white perch. We, you know, we're getting into the winter time, and that's a lot of time when people start. They don't fish them all summer long, but we get into these cooler temperatures. Water temperatures drop. They go after them. What can you give us as far as advice on where to find them? Uh, basically, two things. You got to have some good electronics and to the weather you, you know the warmer days i talked to dr spell he fishes up around deer park and natchez and those oxbows up there and he said you know some days he's catching them four to six foot around standing timber and you know on the other days he's 15 20 foot in tops and planted tree tree tops and bushes just basically tight line them but it just tells you that you know when the weather gets cool these fronts come in the water temperature gets down a little bit they'll move out to that deeper water and that, that's what you have to do you have to use electronics find a group of them and keep moving until you uh, hit them. But they said they're catching, you know, 15 to 25 a trip, which is nice for those white perches. The size they have up there, there's some big fish that they have. That's good good fish and good eating. Other areas uh, not quite so as productive, uh, Basin, Pearl, uh, rivers uh, to, kind of to the west of Pontchartrain, Tickfaw. What's going on in there? Uh, the Basin got up last week as with the Mississippi, and uh, the report's kind of slow from coming over there to Pearl. Is down. Um, it's falling. It's, it would be a good place to try. There's just not a lot of reports because the river's been high over there too. Tickpaw and your rivers around the uh, Pontchartrain area are, are kind of tough. You know, you get into these fall days and 
sometimes you, the tides, if you don't have a good tide, you don't get a bite on these rivers, and they're really tide-dependent. I did go down to the Chef one day last week, and we did well on the bass, so that's good news if anybody's down there, you know, get tired of stuck with trout fishing and want to go in the marsh and catch a few bass, say there. And Again, you have to watch those uh, management areas where the duck hunting's going on. You can't stay, get into those until after about 1 o'clock, so stay out and protect the ducks that we do have, and uh, that way the hunters can have a, at least a decent hunt in the morning in some of their property and just be careful where you're going and stay stay out of the ponds if you can because uh, it's their time to fish and hunt the ducks. Jeff, I heard you uh, found a new crankbait, and I know you love to fish crankbaits called the Fritzide. What is that all about? Yeah, it's like, uh, do you like a tight wiggle or a wide wobble? Uh, crankbaits come in various sizes, but the new one, the Fritzide, it's a flat one. It's a flat-sided crankbait. It's not the big kind of bulb-looking type baits that we throw around here a lot. And basically use that when you get a lot of fishing pressure or, or sluggish fish because uh, you can work it a little faster, and then you actually can slow it down if you have a deeper dive on one and get down to where those ledges and drop-offs are. But it's a good – I love them in the wintertime, the flat-side ones, because you can get some of these deeper pockets and deeper holes, especially in the marsh, and, and throw that thing down the middle and uh, pick up fish because it usually just triggers a few more bites with that flat side. Just just the wobble's a lot tighter, and it just looks more like a wounded fish than these big, slow wobbling baits we use in the springtime. Yeah, not only bass, but redfish also love them, too. Oh, yeah, they'll take them away from you every once in a while. you got to be careful. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, Jeff, good report. Uh, thanks so much. We appreciate it, as always, and I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Yep, and Venice is on. You get down there, they they scatter. They're on the main passes. Keep moving. You don't catch them all like stacked in one spot, but if you go down the bank, you'll catch some fish. Just keep moving, and this, it's a good time of year to be down there. Thanks, Don. And watch out for those 50-pound blue cats, too. Don't get hurt. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff Brule's reports. By the way, they're brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You know Berkeley's line of gulp baits, the ones with this extra scent in them. Sometimes it'll outfish live bait. they got lines of all kinds. Whether you use monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, and thousands upon thousands of fishing accessories, and the closer we get to Christmas, you might want to check them out. Pure fishing. Berkeley is one of their divisions. We'll be right back after this, and I'm going to get to your text messages. Thank you so much. If you want to get one in, it's 504-260-1870. We'd love to hear from you on Saturday mornings right here on the Outdoor Show. Back in three minutes. All right, one of the uh, really important and fun things about this program I really enjoy is the text message board, and we get them in every Saturday morning. We're glad for you to participate. It's 504-260-1870. We'd love to hear from you. I heard from a buddy of Mike Downey with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service listening in this morning. Good to hear from you, Mike. Uh, thanks for checking in. We also have, let's see, uh, this is T-Mat and the Asian Cajun. They are at it again, sitting in the duck blind in Pointe Shen Reserve, uh, shout out to his godchild, Kyle. He's hoping to get his first deer this morning. Good luck to everybody. Yeah, Kyle, hope you get it too. And uh, you might have to go through the blooding ritual, though. And if you want to find out what that's all about, you know, uh, St. Hubert's Feast Day was uh, last week, and you might want to check out on my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and find the article, and the article says, uh, The Blooding Right, Why Do We Do It? Very interesting story of how that all got started. Well, hope you get yours initiation and good luck to you team at and asian cajun check back with me a little bit later on let me know if it's as dismal as what the statistics are showing uh, here's a question hello don is white perch sockele indeed it is those are one of the same fish we actually have two species 
a black crappie or crappie, as they're called in most places in the country, and a white crappie or white crappie. Uh, some folks, depends on where you're from. Uh, mostly along the North Shore area and sometimes up in the north Louisiana, they're known as white perch. Uh, or they're called crappie or crappie anywhere. And sakale is kind of down south name for them, but it's a great fish no matter what you call it. Uh, we got the backstrap stacker checking in. He's headed to the woods with a 10-year-old this morning for some youth hunting, hopeful for some fresh venison in the fry of the season. Good luck to you. Let us know. Check back in, backstrap stacker. All right, right after this quick station identification pause, we're back with more of your text messages. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Okay, I think we'll hear that a little bit later on. But right now, let me get back to these text messages. Uh, someone is watching the granddaughter go on her first hunt. Makes me proud. I know you got to be, and I'm glad to hear that. That's how we keep this thing, hunting and fishing tradition and culture going. Got to bring the youngsters in. All right, here's uh, a listener from uh, one of our Alabama listeners from Wilmer, Alabama. Ed Miller had a good squirrel hunt yesterday with a 32 caliber flintlock. It's hmm, an interesting piece of equipment to go squirrel hunting with. Good sport, too. Don't do enough of it. Wish I could do more. All right, here's one. Uh, good morning. Whacked a speckled trout yesterday in Hopedale. Live shrimp under a cork was a ticket for the day. Headed to the barn with a beautiful box of speck. That's our friends at Team Last All. And always end it with the old Rummel Raider pride. All right, we have a, a good morning. we got uh, Charlie and the crew is heading south to Port Sulphur to do some dock repairs. Compliments of Hurricane Edda. Yeah, you're not alone on that. Lost dock again for the fourth time. Camp is fine on Bayou Salon. Well, you're not the only one. I tell you, this was uh, 2020 is going to go down in the record books. Hey, I'm reading a book right now about 1916. That's when they had all those shark attacks, and they also had a polio pandemic going on and war broke out in world war one it was kind of reminiscent of 2020 uh, hopefully no wars will happen all right uh the surveys on this is another text the surveys on the ducks are probably as accurate as the presidential polls uh sometimes they're off but i've found those flyovers to be pretty accurate uh i think there's some problems with the way they they continue to fly over the same transects and we've had so many changes in our habitat, I think they probably need to readjust those. But for the most part, they're pretty much on target. And the one today does not look good. I hope it's wrong. Uh, we got the Mad Trucker checking in. Uh, here's a check-in from uh, Dixie Ranch. Best day this year. Good friends, great food, hopefully a good day. Hunting everyone, please be safe. Yeah, safety is the utmost importance. And, you know, i got to compliment those guys up at Bad River Bucks and Birds. Each morning, just before... They head out with everybody with the dogs and the guns and the hunters. They go through a safety speech. And even though it's kind of repetitious, it's great to keep reminding everyone and themselves to be safe because it's not just the people. you got to be careful when you hunt with dogs, too. All right, we've got Justin in the Gentilly Refuge. And he got a lot of activity going on. He's got crows, blue jays, sparrows, grackles, and the squirrels, too. Yeah, well, it's getting that time of year where food starts getting a little scarce and they start scraping around for whatever they can find. You might want to put some stuff out there, Justin, and help them out a little bit. All right, we have, uh, let's see, someone just counted nine boats heading down from Paris Road and Judge Perez. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of traffic at the boat launches with the duck season opening up and the fishing as good as it is. So just exercise a little patience and caution and hope you get an early start. Uh, we got another one uh, checking in before they head to the deer stand. Okay, and we have... Uh, the Happy Bow Hunter, B E A U, 
hunter. I guess he's Bo who bow hunts. Good luck to you. And then we got a question, and maybe someone else can help me about this. Looking for info on the best times to go try gigging flounders. High tide, low tide, in between, full moon, new moon, in between moons. We just spent a long night on Thursday from dark to 1 a.m. and didn't even see a stingray. Thanks again for all you provide for amateurs. Well, I'll tell you when I come back after this break, my take on best times to flounder gig. But I really want to hear from some people who do it a lot more and maybe do it more successfully. What do you like as far as conditions for flounder gigging? You can text us at 504-260-1870. More fishing reports, more hunting info, all that stuff we love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. You hear it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, getting back to our text board, we had the question about the flounder, best conditions for gigging. Um, I have found that the best conditions, of course, are windless nights, or very, very light breeze, because the ripple on the water and the stirring up of the, the, the sand on the bottom helps them become those uh, invisible predators. They kind of bury themselves half in the sand. It's kind of hard to, to find them. That's why you need a really good light. Uh, and But those are the best. As far as incoming or outgoing tide, I really haven't found that that makes any difference. Uh, it's better when the tide is moving a little bit, but not too much to where it kicks up the, the sand and clouds the water up. But if you... Uh, Go on an incoming tide, they, they feed, they, they kind of lay in wait as the bait comes in towards them, and it's just the opposite. They'll face the beach when the tide is falling. Actually, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd prefer a falling tide. Uh, full moon is usually what I like the best, but some other people like to go on new moon. So, anyway, if anyone else out there has some advice, uh, let's give them a little bit of help and let them know what you think about gigging flounders. What are the best conditions or worst conditions? All right, I got more uh Text messages coming in. Here's one. What's going on at the causeway, Lake Pontchartrain Causeway, fish-wise? I'm seeing a few shrimp boats in the lake. There have been a lot of shrimp boats in the lake. And, and I even made a comment to Martha Spencer. We were coming across the causeway from the airport from our South Dakota trip yesterday evening, and it was beautiful. lake was laid down and uh, really calm. Water looked pretty. And I said, I wonder. But I didn't see any boats. So somebody needs to get out there and find out because they are catching. And you'll hear Mike Gallo talk about this, I'm sure. The reports from the bridges in Slidell, I-10, Highway 11, uh, those have been excellent. So we'll get some more reports on that. But somebody needs to find out what's going on at the causeway and let us know. All right, here's a report. Shot two deer and two hogs last weekend in north Louisiana. The freezer is tight. Good for you. And I'm hearing from an old buddy, wildlife biologist Justin Thayer. He's in a deer stand in southeast Texas listening to us, and he says with the warm weather, he wishes he was fishing in Delacro, but he's glad to be out enjoying the creation. God bless. He's got 870 a.m., our flagship station, coming in surprisingly clear out of Lufkin, Texas. Well, we get into 38 states at this time of the day, so glad you're listening, and uh, good luck to you, Justin. Good to hear from you, buddy. All right, and we have Alex and Kenner. What's the best way for me to get into hunting or fishing if nobody in my family has ever done it? Well, if you've got some friends that do it, inquire about maybe taking you out there and kind of showing you the ropes and, you know, pick, offer to pay some of the expenses for the gas and the launch and that type of thing. But even maybe better than that, since you're in Kenner on the hunting aspect of it, I would suggest you maybe look into professional guides and do that a couple times, ask a lot of questions, get the feel of it, 
and then maybe go out on your own and find them if you want to buy a boat or what kind of equipment you want to get. And in Kenner, I would suggest go to huntheisland.com. It's in parity. It's probably no more than 30 minutes away, and they offer just about every kind of hunting there is there except uh, wild turkey. They've got duck. They've got upland birds, quail, pheasant. They've got exotics. Uh, they've also got whitetails, uh, alligator hunting, and you name it. Huntheisland.com, Alex. Check that out. Or maybe look for a hunting club and get involved in that if you're willing to you know, pay dues and, and get into and get a membership. Now is not the right time to do it because the hunting seasons are here. You need to do it after the hunting season. But I would suggest it. And on the fishing thing, same thing. Uh, call one of the professional guides. Go out on the boat. Ask a lot of questions. Why we're doing this. Why we're fishing here. Why the conditions brought us here today. And why we're using the baits we are. And you will learn. And also, it doesn't hurt to read. And now with the amount of stuff on YouTube and online, it's all at your fingertips. And the more reading and the knowledge is power. And it comes to hunting and fishing, too. All right, here's, uh, let's see, uh, kayaking. This is one of our Alabama listeners. I found a ton of redfish yesterday evening around sunset. Caught them on bait shrimp on the bottom. What artificial can I throw that will catch them? I'm not very good with artificial. Redfish aren't real picky. Uh, a gold spoon is excellent to, to drag across the bottom. If you're fishing them on the bottom, uh, popping cork, uh, sometimes you put just a plastic jig. They'll bite spinner baits. They'll bite crank baits, uh, just about anything, even plastic worms and crawfish, you know, like you're fishing for bass. Bring a lot with you and just give it a try, and you'll find what you like. All right, we have Justin the Duck Guy with the Bayou Region Shooters. He's missing opening day. What a sacrifice. Teaching a concealed carry class. Good effort, Justin. Glad to hear you. He wishes good luck to everyone going hunting and for them to also stay safe. All right, we got another listener that's heading to Scott, Louisiana, to watch his granddaughter play the last softball game. Go Bella. Okay, well, when the softball's over and most of that kid's ball is ending, get her out fishing and hunting. All right, then we have, uh, let's see, Adam and Heather, longtime listeners. Love the show. Heading to Bayou Blacks, if we can get on some bass. What is being said about this area? Well, that area probably could be productive. The basin's been kind of tore up, and the river's been high over there, but Bayou Black should be good. Let us know. Text us back and tell us how you did. All right, I got some more texts. Boy, we got a ton of them this morning. We'll get back to as many as we can. Also going to talk a little bit more about something called a Wildlife Insider. I didn't get to read it yet. It's a pretty long article that is appearing on the Wildlife and Fisheries of Louisiana's website, and it's talking about shifting migrations and distribution of waterfowl changes, and I'm hoping it's got some really good info in it, and I'll tell you how you can read it too. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Daryl Carpenter on the other side, talk about Grand Isle and areas north of there, get you out fishing this morning. It's what we do right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, got some text coming in on fish at the causeway. I'll share that coming up a little bit later on. But let's talk to Daryl Carpenter, find out what's going on down in the Grand Isle area. And, Daryl, I see that Elmer's Island continues to be closed. I saw some pictures, and it looks like there was some road damage and a lot of debris. It could be a while before that's reopened on the beach down there. What else can you tell us? Well, I hadn't seen it myself. I, I do know that I do know that all up and down Highway 1, when you're driving up and down there, you can see all that sand fencing that they had on Elmer's Island is now on Highway 1. So it got moved at least a couple of miles or, you know, a mile or so. So, yeah, I can imagine what the damage is out front up there. Um, 
everything else, Don, is pretty much, I mean, everything's back to normal. It just doesn't look normal. The, uh, you know, there's still, uh, look, I've met the devil again. He's black this time and he sticks to your shoes. It, it, this mud is ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, come come with a pair of boots and plenty of water because you're going to need to be washing your feet frequently. Um, but, I mean, you know, the marina's opening back up. The bait shop's opening back up. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to Mr. Terry this morning up in Leeville. And, uh, you know, like you said, what else, what else am I going to do? This is what I do. So, I mean, everything's kind of up and running. You've got all the supplies you need, the ice and everything else. Um, fishing, there's been a few people that have ventured out on the water. A lot of people are still in cleanup mode. But, you know, the fishing reports have been a little bit mixed. People, Basically what it is is we haven't spent enough time on the water yet to really pattern them and find out. Everybody's catching fish. It might not, just might not be a whole, whole lot yet. Um, and like I said, it's strictly a, a time thing. We need to get out there and pattern them and find out where they are. Um, but I mean, other than that, both redfish and, and speckled trout, I mean, as warm as it's been, our trout are still scattered everywhere. They ha- it hasn't run them into the deep holes yet. The, the number one thing, and I guess to tell everybody to be very careful about it, if you come in out here is there's still plenty, plenty of trash in this water. There's pilings floating everywhere. There's telephone poles. There's pieces of houses. Uh, if you're running around, it, it's best to wait till after daylight and and pull the throttle back a little bit because any given time you're gonna have to dodge something that wasn't there a week ago. Exactly. Well, it sounds like it's uh, you know things getting back to almost normal, and a lot of people suffered damage down there. How'd you make out from this one? I uh, got a little bit of mud in my shed. Other than that, did not have a scratch. I mean, nothing. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, like I was saying, a lot of people are seeing damage pictures and all on TV. Trust me, where the damage hit, it was bad. I mean, we had tornadoes come through and all, and it caused a lot of damage. But I would venture to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 80% of the the houses and structures on Grand Isle, what what damage they got was just cosmetic, a little siding here, a little bit of roof damage, that type of stuff. Grand Isle did not take the hit that Leeville took. Leeville's got a lot of damage up here. But, uh, but yeah. you know, we'll bounce back bounce back quick. No doubt. Well, Darrell, hopefully we'll get more reports as more people get out and fish because the weather's certainly going to be nice. We've got a good stretch coming up after this little frontal system moves in and uh, get into some really good fall and wintertime fishing. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, like one of my listeners uh, texted, want to know how do I learn about fishing, I know nothing, nobody in my family ever does it, I'm suggesting going with a guide. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they reach you? Well, they can find me on your site at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We do the social media, the you know, the Facebook and stuff, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. And rookies are always welcome, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they you know, <laughs> it's better to have rookies because they listen. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> Daryl, thanks for the report, buddy. Go get them. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Don. Bye-bye. All righty, Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com is where you're going to find him. All right, I got a few more texts in here. Uh, Tuesday that just passed, someone walked out on the Kenner Pier. Uh, a lady was reeling in a redfish. A few minutes later, her boyfriend caught a speckled trout. As they were leaving, a man threw a cast net. He on a second box of shrimp. Nice to see the lake alive and well. Yeah, Pontchartrain has uh, kind of took a little uh, bit of a spike this year. It's doing really well, and we're going to hear more about that from Mike Gallo coming up after the top of the hour break. And here's the Causeway report that came in. Made a quick evening trip yesterday to the Causeway. 
42 nice ones about halfway. So that's out at that 12-mile turnaround. Caught uh, them on Matrix Shad in the Croker color. And I'm sure that was, uh, well, you can you control those bridges. So a lot of people like to do that with the mirror lures. But uh, just turn your trolling motor on and just go from pole to pole and cast and retrieve, bounce it on the bottom, throw it in between the pilings, go for the outside, go for the inside, and usually you can pick up a, a little bit of a pattern. All right, uh, that is Reed Alleman singing that song, who's going to be in town this week, too. i got to get a hold of Reed and spend some time with him. He moved out to Colorado, beautiful place he's got out there. Anyway, we're going to start to get some duck reports in as now uh, it's getting close to legal shooting time. We'll get those in, tell you about a CCA Louisiana turkey shoot, also about the Thanksgiving week fishing derby that you and the family can participate in, and a whole lot more of what you and I love to talk about. Every Saturday morning, we do it right here. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome into hour number two of the Outdoor Show. And, boy, we've got a lot to cover in the second hour. Mike Gallo is going to join us for a fishing report. Got a paddler's report coming up with our friend Brendan Bayard and Ryan Lambert. I'm sure it was in the duck blind. We'll get a report from him. In fact, we have several of our reporting hunters out there, including you. If you brought your iPhone with you, simply text us what you're seeing as uh, it's just about legal shooting time in the eastern part of the state, and it'll be opening up shortly, and we move to the west. That number is 504-260-1870. Also, we welcome your fishing reports, questions, comments. It all comes right in here to the studio. Got a couple of events to tell you about also. We've got the Louisiana Turkey Shoot, two organizations co-sponsoring it, Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association and Quail Forever. This is going to be on Friday, November the 20th, 8.30 at Bridgeview Gun Club. That's right across the river from Baton Rouge and Port Allen. Uh, you can get your team signed up for $500, $250 for a station sponsor, and $125 per person. Uh, they get 100 rounds of sporting clays, lunch with cold beverages, and a chance to win a Thanksgiving turkey. So it's kind of a turkey shoot, but... You don't shoot turkeys. You shoot targets, and the winners get some prizes. You can find all the details. Go to CCA's website, louisianacca.com, and find out more information about it. It's going to be at Bridgeview Gun Club, 830 Friday. Win your Thanksgiving turkey, and also help to benefit conservation. All right, Thanksgiving week is also the time for the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries, kind of a new project that they've got called a Get Out and Fish Derby. Uh, you can catch and report tag catfish if you begin on Saturday, next Saturday, one week from today, the 21st, and Sunday, the following weekend, on November 29th. If you catch one at a get-out-and-fish site, you'll receive a fishing prize pack from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. There are 16 different locations across Louisiana, and I'm talking everywhere from Minden to Nacladish to Franklinton to Baton Rouge, Homer, Lafayette, Jennings. Now, the list of them is found on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website, and you can check that out. Just go online, go to Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries, and look for the Fishing Derby. And it's all during Thanksgiving week. Take the family out there. There's no cost to enter it. All you need to do is be legal. Just get your fishing license and head on out to any of those ponds. They're all landlocked, uh, good, easily accessible. They've got facilities, restroom facilities, and uh, they're suitable for uh, bank fishing. Great time over there. All right, let me get back to the text uh, message board. Uh, Hilltop Hunting Club in Pine Grove. Got somebody sitting in the stand listening to us today. Uh, got Captain Chris Pike checking in. He's, I'm sure, duck hunting today. He's got nine gadwall right now, having a great hunt. 
Speckled trout have been on fire, so he's going to be casting and blasting. Now, there you go. In the face of the worst uh, recount that we've ever had in 52 years of surveys, Chris Pike has got nine gray ducks already, and it's just opened up. So maybe maybe some birds came in. And there's always going to be some areas that will find success, you know, the better hunters, the better tracks of land. But for the most part, I think this is going to be a very tough one. All right, here we have uh, someone getting ready to put in at the end of Lake Road in Lacombe with a kayak to catch some trout. I think I might know who that is, that lady going fishing. All right, the Knockhands, they are blessed to be heading to Island Marina in Slidell. And that's been one of the hot spots, a lot of people catching fish there. All right, if you'd like to send us a text, we welcome it, 504-260-1870. Uh, someone said, um, oh, that's the same, oh, this is a Baton Rouge, want to know about reports on red and speckled trout uh, at Lacombe. Yeah, well, this is it. If you're going to catch speckled trout in Bayou Lacombe near the mouth, this is the time of year that it's going to happen, no doubt. Uh, redfish probably going to be more along the shorelines. There's some grass beds over there. Chat, find those grass beds. The trout and red should be in there if you can't find them in the bayou proper itself. All right, here's one. Uh, let's see. we got some more stuff coming up. I'll get to these texts. There's so many of them. But right now i got to take a break because when we come back, we got Born on the Bayou, Mike Gallo, going to join us. Also, I'll tell you more about that special edition, Louisiana Wildlife Insider, Changes in the Waterfowl Migratory Patterns. Pretty interesting stuff. It's pretty extensive. I haven't gotten to read it in, in its entirety, but if you'd like to read it, maybe we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. We'll be right back after this. And it's time for our Mike Gallo Fishing Report, which is a presentation of CETO. You know, a lot of people just say, oh, that AAA on the water, they come get you whenever they need to or whenever you need them. It's mostly peace of mind what you're getting because hopefully you'll never have to use it. But for $179 a year, you can't go wrong. They'll bring you fuel, tow you in 24-7, jumpstart you if you've got an electrical problem. How do you get it? Very easy. Go to CETO.com. You can sign up online. Or call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545. Well, Captain Mike, everybody is anxiously awaiting your report because, man, the initial reports while I was gone in South Dakota, the fish must have said, man, he's gone. Let's go to Biting now. People are catching fish in a lot of areas around your neck of the woods. What can you tell us? Well, that's accurate, Don. We have been catching fish in many different areas. I fished the wall area this week and caught fish. I fished in Lake Pontchartrain this week and caught fish. And yesterday I was on the edge of Lake Bourne, taking advantage of the falling tide, and um, did very well. Probably my best day so far this year. Had 62 speckled trout. Nothing big, but 62 good keeper, 12 to 15-inch trout. Uh, catching them on live shrimp on the bottom as well as plastics on the bottom. Um, today we're going to, the duck hunters are out, and we are going to do some red fishing in the Biloxi Marsh, but not until we fish for trout for a couple of hours, let the duck hunters do their things, and then we'll head on into the marsh and see if we can catch some redfish. What are you catching those fish on? The speckled trout or the redfish? Both. Both. Um, speckled trout, if I'm fishing the bridges, I'm mainly bouncing matrix shad on a three-eighths or a half-ounce jig head, um, either with the tide or against the tide. Um, one thing I could tell you that I think really made a difference for me uh, midweek was fluorocarbon seemed to outproduce braid. Now, I like fishing braid. It's very sensitive. 
very little stretch, but uh, the fluorocarbon, the fluorocarbon definitely outdid the braid. Now, I know the water is very clear. I don't know that they could see it. Uh, I don't think they could see the line because I certainly used a leader, but I, um, the fluorocarbon sinks a little bit slower than the braid because it's a little larger in diameter. Got it. What are you suggesting for people that want to get out on and work those bridges? Uh, any particular pattern uh, as far as, you know, area of the lake itself or possibly, you know, which side would you fish, east or west, given the conditions we got today? Got a pretty good tide rolling out there today. Yeah, probably going to be a fall in tide. By the time you get there, I would fish the east side of whichever bridge. More people seem to concentrate nowadays on the Highway 11 bridge and the train bridge because the legs on the I-10 bridge are so far apart, you just don't have an easy target to throw at uh, while you're there. Now, I remember in years past, most of us fished the I-10 bridge, and some of us fished the 11 bridge, and not many fished the train bridge. So it's kind of changed over time with the amount of legs down in the water. So I would fish the Highway 11 or the train bridge, and I would concentrate on the east side of the bridge. With the rolling tide being as hard as it is, I might start with a half-ounce jig. If you got more than one per- person on the boat, have somebody throw a three-eighths and somebody throw a half-ounce and see if one produces better than the other. The thing I would tell you is I was working my lure much slower than what you think you should. If you think you're going slow, slow down. And a lot of times the bite didn't necessarily feel like a tick or you actually felt the bite when you went to lift your lure it felt a little bit heavier than it did the previous time and you'd set the hook and the fish would be there very good mike who's the lucky customer's got this beautiful day to fish with you actually i have my texas group in town uh they're starting to wind up their season they got one more trip on the books but um i got four boats going out today they call it uh they usually call it red october but we're in November this year when the date opened up. And, um, you know, they love catching redfish. So we'll be in the marsh throwing spoons and spinners. We're going to go hit some of the platforms in Lake Bourne um, for a couple of hours and let the duck hunters have their time in the marsh before we head on in there. But that will be our game plan today. Sounds like a good one. I'm loving this uh, October weather in November. This is what we should have had last month. It's gorgeous out there. Well, Mike, people can find you on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, your website, AAofLA.com, and the old reliable telephone if they want to give you a call and check out some dates and stuff. Tell them how to reach you. That number is 985-781-7811, and we'll be happy to accommodate you any way we can. All right, just tell those Texans, remember the Alamo. Go get them, buddy. (laughs) All right, Don, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you for that report, as always. Captain Mike Gallo, our Born on the Bayou guy. All right, coming up next, it's the Paddlers slash Peddlers report. Brendan Bayard joins us. He says, point the kayak in any direction. You'll run into fish. That's pretty much what it's like right now. Also, we've got a lot of people duck hunting in kayaks, and I just got an update from Chris Pike. He now has 12 gray ducks. It's getting even better where he is in the Delacroix area. All right, we'll be back with more right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
And when you hear that, it's time to talk kayak and paddle fishing and pedaling fishing with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. You'll find all of the best kayak fishing models, brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. You can see them all on the website, MasseyOutfitters.com. Check them out on Facebook, or better than that, just pull in. Do it face-to-face. Go check them out. You can even... Kind of do a try before you ride. They usually put on some special days where they do demos, and we'll let you know when and where those occur. But right now we've got Brendan Bayard joining us now. And, Brendan Bayard, I love your, your, your advice. Any direction, it's on, man. Just point the kayak and go get them. You're going to find fish. It is a wonderful time of the year for sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think a lot of us wait for this time of year, whether you're a fisherman or a duck hunter. Uh, this is uh, nature's treat for us all. Uh, you know, you, you can't really have a bad trip this time of year. You get out there, and whether you like trout, uh, reds, I mean, flounder, I mean, uh, you can just go in any estuary along the coast and really have a, a great day. Um, you know, everybody I've talked to is having the same results. You go out there and you catch a lot of trout on top water and plastics, and uh, you can catch them in the marsh, you can catch them in the bay, you can, you know, wherever you want to go. And, um, uh, just get out there, you know, this is the time of year I like to take kids fishing because, uh, you know, when when you start start these guys young and they get excited and they're having a good trip and they're not having to grind out for one fish every couple of hours, they really get hooked. And, uh, you know, this this is the time of year everybody has a good time. Uh, top water action is great right now. Uh, and this will stay really great until those north winds really blow out all that shrimp out of the estuary so uh it should be good for a while uh you know maybe uh maybe a month or so we'll have this 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 perfect uh time of year to enjoy well we certainly need some good news in 2020 that's for sure uh next weekend bayou coast kayak fishing club championship for people that are interested in and maybe finding out about getting into competitive fishing you certainly are well into it uh, might this be a good time to come out and just watch and observe and, and see what's going on? And how is it structured, this championship? Yeah, so this championship, you have to earn uh, an entry into it, if you will. So along the year, we have uh, four different regular season uh, kayak series events. And when you place in the top, I think I think the top 10% of each tournament, you get a uh, a bid, if you will, to enter this championship tourney. And some of the uh, proceeds from every tournament are kind of accrued for this final uh, battle. In the, uh, if you will, we have like a, a WWF style championship build. The winner takes home. Uh, it's it's kind of a lot of fun. We just we just cut up and, and, and usually have a cookout the night before. Uh, just uh, just a bunch of guys who enjoy kayak fishing getting together uh, and doing a little uh, group launch. Uh, in the morning, we all start at the same place. We all go out, and, uh, you know, somebody's going to catch some nice fish. We're doing it at Catfish Lake. We usually try to rotate this championship around so that everybody's spot gets a, a chance to be featured. And uh, there's some really nice fish coming out of Catfish Lake right now. The the fishing is off limits right now for competitors. There's a 10-day kind of block just to, uh, to not give one person a advantage uh, too much over the other guys if you know say if somebody's retired or is a full-time fishing uh, able to full-time fish uh, so uh, we checked it out last weekend it was great we're we're catching uh, a lot of a lot of trout not any huge huge trout yet but i think uh, i saw a couple of guys at the uh, at the landing that had a, a few 20 inch trout 
the reds are really thick in there right now and uh there's a few flounders sprinkled in there one guy i talked to had a five pound flounder so uh if uh if any of those kind of fish hit your bag i think it can really make a difference in uh in your your tournament weight so i'm looking forward to that i'll be up there next friday and uh saturday fishing the event and exactly where will the the launch and the, the weigh-in take place so we'll we'll stage up in that pumping station area that's right there by the uh, Golden Meadow uh, Catfish Lake Public Launch. Uh, we'll all launch at the same time, I think around you know uh, six or five thirty, and we'll we'll come back and we'll have to be back at the launch at three. Um, there's going to be a we're going to use the app again. I think this is the last tournament of the year where we're using the uh, the social distance uh, app where you use your ruler and you uh, upload your fish. Uh, lengthwise, or, or wait, never mind. I think it's a live win. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so yeah, used to this better app. find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, when it's a live is, win. When you fish as many as you do, they all kind of get together yeah. and get a little bit confused. I understand. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> not a problem. Brendan, thanks for the update and the report, and uh, we really appreciate it. Good luck if you get out there tomorrow. We look forward to talking yeah, to you I'm next time. Yeah, I'm out there time. tomorrow, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, Don. Take care. Okay. All righty. There he goes, Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. Next week you'll hear from Captain Eric. He'll be doing a report. All right, we still got Ryan Lambert to talk to. Um, I'm starting to get some duck reports here from some of our duck hunters. Let's see what we got going on. Uh, let's see. Last count, I think Chris uh, Pike was up to 12 or 14. Mike Smith's got eight so far, Captain Mike. And we got uh, Jimmy Corley, uh, waterfowl specialist. Jimmy has got, uh, he's in Delacroix, got 13 down, 11 teal and two grays. So uh, guys hunting in that area, not living up to the poor report, although this is opening day, and it usually gets harder from here on out. All right, back with more duck reports, more fish reports. And right after this, you know what time it is, bad boy and girl again time. Boy, we're getting more and more. Women, they, they're not to be outdone by the guys on this bad boy and girl. we got a report coming on a couple of illegal deer hunting uh, uh, citations written. Back with their story right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, text messages coming in. This is from uh, a mobile listener, David Hubble. He says, have you all warmed up from those single-digit wind chill temperatures Martha posted earlier this week? The pictures of the hunting area look beautiful. Uh, it is. It's a gorgeous area up there in South Dakota, and I'll tell you what, it lives up to that reputation that the Governor Christy Noem, you've seen her on some of the advertisement. They've spent a lot of money promoting the natural resources of South Dakota, and it certainly pays off. Uh, by the way, I am in contact with Martha. She's fishing on Bayou Lacombe, and uh, she said it's 56 and breezy. It feels like a heat wave <laughs> compared to where we were. And she also attached a picture of a pretty nice trout. It's hard to tell from the picture, but it looks like it's about 16 or 17 inches. She just hauled it in. All right, we also have Toby checking in. He's coming through loud and clear in the box stand. He's listening to us in Angie. Saw two does, but he's waiting on that old hammer to walk out. Yeah, rut's not too far away. But, hey, who knows? May follow him anyway. All right, we got, uh, let's see. Mm. Texting you from Kenner. Is Kenner boat launch open up to fishing and they're catching redfish out there? This is from Keith. I'm not sure if he wanted to know if it's open. I wouldn't see any reason why it would be closed, but maybe he's saying it is open and they're catching redfish. I'm not quite sure on that. It's not clear. And then from Denham Springs, Brad says he doesn't care if he doesn't even see anything. The peace is enough. And, boy, you can't get enough of that, huh, Brad? You're right on that. 
All right, we got a beautiful day out in Montpelier. It's open a day for black powder from uh, Keith, from Brad. Go ahead and get one, Brad. Hopefully you get him with the old smoke pole. I may do that tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Shameful. Louisiana state leaders rejected a plan to restrict large-scale Menhaden fishing near the state's coastline. What you got to understand is there's big money behind that, and I think they made a pretty good case that it's not too much to ask to stay at least one mile off the coast. Because it not only does it take a lot of bycatch, but it also does some damage to reverse what good is being done on restoring our coastline. And Well, it's not going to be an easy battle, but hopefully they can make some progress on that. All right, right after this quick station identification pause, I'm going to be back to tell you, I don't know, how many, how many weeks have we now had women and men getting busted for bad boy and girl issues. We'll tell you who they are this week right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents Corporal Will Holloman and Lieutenant Frank Rieger received a complaint about someone killing a spotted fawn near Taylor, Louisiana in Bienville Parish on the morning of October 26th. They discovered a Lake Charles woman, Cynthia Scott, shot the fawn and brought it to a Taylor, Louisiana man, Alvin E. Smith, for processing. Cited and if convicted for possessing a spotted fawn, facing maximum fines of $750 and 30 days in jail, is 55-year-old Alvin E. Smith, the processor of Taylor, Louisiana. And for taking a spotted fawn, possibly preferring very tender venison, I would imagine, and now facing a maximum criminal fine of $750 and an additional $1,650 civil restitution penalty and possible 30 days in jail is 66-year-old Cynthia Scott of Lake Charles, Louisiana. They are our bad boy and girl of the outdoors. Bringing a fawn to a process, <laughs> not much to process there. <laughs> All right, you know, that was probably one of these Operation Game Thief calls that we tell you about when they get these tips. And they just met uh, just this week in Mansoura and gave out, they announced that they have awarded almost $9,000 to citizens across the state uh, that gave tips. They were informants. And the result of their calls was 34 subjects apprehended, 185 offenses were written in regards to the reviewed cases. And the cases and the awarded money uh, for their assistance was on deer, migratory game bird, turkey, and also fishing cases. If you want to get in on some of this cash reward, or you don't have to accept the reward, some people don't, but if you'd like to report it, look on the back of your hunting or fishing license. The phone number's there. It's toll-free, 800-442-2511. They also have a tip 411 program. Uh, if you want to do that, you can do it that way on an iPhone and Android apps. But, you know, if you get it done, uh, what they do in some coded way, they give you an identification number. They don't ask who you are. They don't know who you are. Uh, they don't use the caller ID. And in some way, they get your money to you. And I'm not even sure how that works, but I have been told it does. Operation Game Thief and Tell you what, it brings a lot of bad boys to justice and gives us a lot of stories. All right, coming back after this, got more text messages coming in. Chris Pike's up to 14 gray ducks now. It's getting better out there in Delacro. Uh, got some more fishing reports, too. We got Captain Ryan Lambert coming up. He's probably in a duck blind. We'll talk to him next, right after this timeout on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
And where would you find Ryan Lambert on the opening day of duck season? Except in a duck blind. Captain Ryan, is it living up to the poor surveys that were taken as far as a flyover? Or is it, uh, are you bucking the trend? I'm getting some pretty decent reports from some areas considering that, that a very dire report the Wildlife and Fisheries put out. Yeah, well, you know, they had a lot of birds yesterday, and uh, it's dead calm. That's certainly worse than anything. I got seven right now, but it's all, you know, I got a limited pintails. I got gadwalls, widgeons, model ducks. So that's eight. We got eight down. So if you have eight da- ducks down, that's a good eight to get. Yes, it is. That's some nice choice birds you got there. Well, maybe maybe uh, something happened from the time they flew over, but, uh, you know, it was supposedly the worst count in 52 years of doing surveys and i mean just a fraction of what normally is there yeah it's uh but i'm getting reports from yeah see ryan's got action there i've got uh, darren digby he says he got two grays he's in delacro chris has 14 chris pike yeah Um, yeah i haven't seen a few yeah I got uh, Bucktown Glen. Bucktown Glen's in Hopedale. He's got a pothole. He said he's got eight grays down. Not a lot flying, but they make the best of it. That's important. You know, you got to make those shots count. Sometimes you don't get oh, yeah. a ton of birds coming in, but if you make good use of the ones that come in, you can you can do okay. You got to make good use, and we haven't been yet. I mean, we've killed some out of each flock, but we could have killed a few more. But you know, you got once you get your pintails, you got. to you know, sometimes when they come in straight at you, it's hard to tell, and then you got to wait until the last second to call them. But, uh, you know, more wins than I've seen in years already. And if we had a breath of wind, because I'm out, I'm out in the big blind, and, you know, the one we hunt in the middle, and uh, it's, it's dead calm. So I've had a lot of birds come and take a look and, and can see it's dead calm. So uh, that's that's been a little detrimental, but I think I'm going to limit out. Uh, it's strange you don't have any teal. No, no teal. I hadn't seen a teal. And the pintails were coming in droves. I mean droves. They were so pretty. Wow. So, uh, Got some I, nice I, drakes? Know. Yeah, all, all drakes. <laughs> great, all drakes. Great. We don't shoot girls. We don't shoot no girls. So, uh, <laughs> well, is there going to be a, a casting after this blasting? Oh, of course. I choose one night here, guys. That might be my first teal right there. Nope, sure not. There's the teal call. Nope. It's, well, I mean, it's dead calm. Yeah, yesterday when we went to fish, it got to blowing like crazy. <laughs> you come out of the duck hunt, there's not a breath of wind. But uh, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna well. we got guys fishing right now, and we got a big group that's gonna fish this evening. Fishing was good yesterday. Everybody limited out except me. <laughs> Because uh, you refused to use that shrimp. See, you're the plastic man. No, and that no. might have been they the reason. They caught them on plastic. Too. <laughs> they, they went on the east side and, and did really well on the redfish. And uh, Cody did well on the trout. He found them at 4.04 in the evening and whacked 40 of them in, in a half hour. Then mm-hmm. got dark on him, so we had to run in because we was far. So How many duck neck, hunters yeah. uh, you got out on oh, ringneck? 14. I got 14 today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had the other blinds How's the other blinds doing? Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. I got some on the new lease, some on the old lease. I haven't heard a lot of shooting. In fact, I'm not hearing any shooting from Venice. You know how you usually could hear a roar when it's like yeah, this? Yeah, especially not, when it's calm like that. And I haven't heard my guys shooting a, a whole lot either. 
Like, I've shot more than anybody that I know. There's three coming on this side, guys. <laughs> Look like redheads. Nope. I can't tell yet. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Shoot him, guys. We're in the duck blind with Captain Brian Lambert. He just got uh, three ducks came in. How many flew out? One of them got out of here, but one of them didn't. <laughs> didn't go on the way to get him. And was it a ringneck? Like canvas back maybe. Nah, it's hard to tell. They, uh, yeah, it's ringnecks. Three ringnecks came through. They was coming slow. Ringnecks mm-hmm. usually don't fly slow. That's weird. It's a weird day today. It's hard to. Or you, you know, once you get your pintails, you got to be so careful of what you're shooting. Yeah, right, right. Another guy, got another gray duck that's way out there, and I don't want to send Kenley out there. They got some monster gators around. Yeah, well, they ought to be I'm getting keeping, water temperature dropped enough to keep them from feeding, you know, pretty soon. Uh, I guess uh, it was next everywhere. Yesterday evening we was out here working. Oh, my word. Uh-huh. Yesterday morning we were building blinds, and they had nine, ten footers just Kind of hanging on the bank waiting, saying, uh huh. Bring your dog, boy. I got something for him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Big old female canvas back. We killed a girl. That's a small canvas back, I'll tell you that. Shut well, you got down. a good mix. You got a good mix. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That's a that's a little canvas back to tell you that that's it must have been all females because they were tiny compared to when big old males come through here. Yeah, we got yeah. if we keep this up, we'll be fine. Nine, we need nine well, more, a, and we'll have it. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. I hope it continues to hold through because you know how open a day can be. It's it's a, it's you know, give me the birds are pretty, you know, they're not wary yet. They're pretty relaxed, and you know, once the shooting starts, it gets a whole lot tougher. But hopefully, you get another. Now the flight come down with this little front and maybe make a, a, a decent opening split yeah. out of it. Monday, Tuesday ought to be great. It should be blowing 25. I got some three more coming on me right now, four more. So, you know, I got birds. You know, they're coming slow, but this morning was crazy fast. And I don't know. I think I'll be fine. And then Monday and Tuesday, when that wind comes, it ought to be great. Well, so that's good. The very encouraging. Where'd they say they yep. had a few birds? Uh, the the only bright spots they had, uh, southwest Louisiana over there where Kirk hunts around uh, west of Hackberry on Black Lake. Uh, the Paul Rainey yeah. Refuge said they had a lot of gray ducks over there, and there was some dogrees, believe it or not, in flooded fields by Intercoastal City. And then uh, one part of Catahoula, Delta Farms, which is on the east side, had some birds. But outside of that, the pickings were, were really slim. Uh, I mean, wow. horrible <laughs> is the way it's described. But... You know, things can change, and, you know, this was just done this week on the 13th, so, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Scary, buddy. You know, it don't matter. I'm going to be out here anyhow. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, you and a bunch of other people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got big old alligator back over. Golly, like behind the block. I'm a gun. Yeah. What a beautiful day, huh? Beautiful oh, it's day. Beautiful. You get to see all the colors on the birds when it's like this. Yeah, it's nice. Pintails over, guys. We go fly the pintails right there. Ooh, that's pretty. I mean, they got they some big old big giant sprigs. A couple of them. Oh my word. 
Yep. Yeah, when you're limited I'm, I'm out, that's the way it happens, huh? <laughs> we got our three, so we're good to go. There you go. So. Okay, Captain Ryan, somebody want to check on fishing in fall and winter, cast and blast, or cast or blast, tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah, go to Cajun Fishing Adventures. Pool. Five more coming right, guys. CajunFishingAdventures.com, check it out, or call me on my cell at 504 559 5111. Watch these five. All right, go get them. There he goes. We'll find out the result next week with Captain Ryan Lambert. We'll be back right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, well, it's been a, a pleasant surprise hearing from some of our reporters. Uh, let's see, let me give you the rundown. Darren Digby's in Delacroix. Most of these guys are hunting in Delacroix. He's got two grays, not much moving. They've got a glassy pond. Yeah, there's no wind. Wind is certainly a good factor to have when you're duck hunting. Captain Chris Pike's done the best so far. He's got 14 gadwalls. Uh, then we have uh, Jimmy Corley, waterfowl specialist. Uh, he's also in Delacroix. He's got 13 down, 11 teal, which Ryan did not see any teal. He's got plenty of teal over there, plus two gray ducks. Uh, then we've got, uh, let's see, who is it? Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike has said he had, I think he had eight gray ducks at the time we updated him. So, uh, more than what we expected given this really poor flyover survey, uh, the lowest numbers in 52 years uh, in November that we had these ducks. I mean, the, the average is, uh, is is way up there compared to what we had this year. Uh, the lowest number, you know, is 855,000. The average is 2 million, so it's less than, than half of the long-term average of birds that were counted. Uh, looks like, the, and this is kind of goes in hand in hand with what we're hearing from the reporters, uh, 99,000 gray ducks in southeast Louisiana. I think that was the most of any species, so that's why they're showing up in the hunter's bags. Uh, southwest Louisiana, uh, also gray ducks, the most plentiful, 186,000 there. But, boy, the mallards are really lean. Catahoula Lake, which usually holds a lot of birds, uh, they are probably the biggest disappointment. They've only got 10% of the average of what they normally see in a year's time. But that can change, and I really hope it does, because we got a hunt plan there with Blake Swallow at Full Strap and Stringer. Although there were some uh, areas there, they said, that's going to happen. You're going to have areas where it's really good and other areas where it's really poor. So hopefully it'll, uh, it'll change. Also, uh, if you're a duck hunter or interested in waterfowl, I want to invite you to check out that Louisiana wildlife insider they have a special 2020 edition you'll find it on the department of wildlife and fisheries website and it starts off showing uh coastal loss land loss from 1839 to 2020 and it's glaring but they explore uh, things like uh you know waterfowl hunting how big a business it is what kind of economic impact about a duck dilemma are the waterfowl migrations changing uh, declining waves of geese, uh, you know, a lot of this is not good news, but it's stuff that we need to be aware of and maybe possibly figure out ways to, to turn that around. I mean, the thought that Louisiana, people in Louisiana, South Louisiana especially, have to go to northern states and central flyway states to, to find birds is, well, it's no, you would no longer be the sportsman's paradise. All right, well, we're just about out of time. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to all of you who texted. I know I didn't get to all of them. Some of you who texted questions and need answers, I will text you without mentioning your questions on the air because it's not a 
you know, importance to other people. It's only to you, so we'll try to get to that if we can. Hope you'll join us again next week. Get out there and enjoy this great outdoors we've got. I know 2020 has been a very difficult year, and uh, I can tell you from personal experience, being up in the, the, the lonesome hills of South Dakota without watching news and uh, kind of getting away from all of it was a very, very refreshing change. Kind of recharges your battery, and I think from time to time, we can all use that, and there's no better way than getting out. And like some of our listeners say, it uh, doesn't matter if I see anything or shoot anything. The fact that I'm out there enjoying this and being part of nature is what's really important. And don't forget, please take those kids. Keep the traditions alive here in Louisiana and really all across the country, hunting and fishing. Very, very needed. All right, we'll be back next week. We start dark and early, 5 to 7 a.m. and each and every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.